Hey everyone, welcome to the Life Unplugged podcast. This is James and Terry Kraft coming to you from sunny Southern California. Are you looking for an opportunity to join the discussion with two people who have traveled the real and vulnerable road of marriage recovery, ministry, family life, and leadership? Well, our hope is for you to journey with us through each episode into a discovery of what it means to live a faith-filled life in an honest, authentic, and unhindered way. So we encourage you to set aside life's distractions and stresses and get comfortable with us as we discuss Life Unplugged. Hi, everyone. This is James and Terry Craft here at the Life Unplugged podcast, and we are so thankful to be back with you today. And we have a great special guest uh, that we'll introduce later. But Terry, it's good to be here with you. Yes, it's good to be here with you, too. It's a beautiful day. In Southern California. And we say that every time. And I think it kind of irks people every time. We say it when they're in like 90 degree weather and 90 degree humidity. And or like uh, the Arctic um, blast cold. that's yeah. coming through <laughs> the, the uh, northeast right now. Yeah, but we pay the price to live out here. So yeah. that's the problem. And this last weekend, we did something pretty crazy. We we ripped out a deck and we put in a brand new garden. Yes. And it was awesome. We put this the vegetables and all that. And we went out today and what? Mr. Bugs Bunny ate a couple more stuff. Man. <laughs> we were like, so disappointed. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what? I've been, I felt a little violated. I know. Our victory garden had been violated. Yes. We, <laughs> we didn't have a victory. We had a loss there. So, yes. Well, but, but we, we shall... We shall prevail. We will overcome. We're, we're going to figure out what we need to do. You know, when we first moved into our house, we um, we had bunnies in the back. And the girls, they were younger at the time. This is crazy. We just thought this was the cutest no, no, no. thing. You thought it was the cutest thing. That's true. And we would go put carrots out there. And, and James used to say, you guys are going to regret that. <laughs> oh, God. You've ever seen rabbits multiply? We saw rabbits multiply before our eyes. And then what? All of a sudden we had no grass. Yeah, we had no grass in our backyard. I'm like, you don't feed the animals. That's why there's signs out there. Don't yeah. feed the animals. I had a very empathetic experience <laughs> with with Gardner McGregor. Yes, with, you did. With and, and, and Peter Rabbit. Yes, you did. Experience. So and Peter Rabbit took advantage of us. Yeah. So, so we're going to do something about that. Yes. And I'll <laughs> put matters in my own hands on this one. So no, but it's so good to have a garden in sunny Southern California. We're going to have some carrots coming in soon. So yes. we're excited about that. Yes. Hey, today we have a really special guest. Yeah. Uh, this person is probably one of our, our most favorite people in the whole world. Absolutely. And I say that with all sincerity. And we are so thankful to introduce everyone to Nancy Houston. Nancy, we are so grateful to have you here with us today. Hello, Nancy. Uh, hi, James and Terry. So great to be with you. Thanks for having oh, me. It's awesome. We uh, we miss being out there in Texas with you. We haven't. Had, I haven't had the chance to fly out there. Uh, I typically come out and hang out with you once a month, um, but not lately. You know, so it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's been way too long. Well, you're in Dallas, Texas, um, there in Trophy Club, and and uh, it's starting to warm up out there a little bit, you said. Well, it's cooling, but it's ready to warm up. Yeah, we haven't gotten the hot, hot summer Texas weather yet, but it's probably on its way. You know it's coming, right? That's why you go to Oregon once in a while (laughs) (laughs) to get out of it. Yes. Uh, That's great. Well, Nancy, why don't you just, uh, I I know many people know who you are, but many people might not, you know, so we would love for you to just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, but also just kind of give people background so they can have a, a little bit of a connection with you. 
Okay. Well, gosh, where to start? Let's see. I am, I'm a Townsend leadership coach and, um, and director. So I have three, I have three, I have three groups. I have two in Texas and one in Oregon and meet monthly with those groups. And then I am their coach and love, love, love doing that. Been a therapist for 20 years. And I'm also a sex therapist. So I'm an author, wrote a book called Love and Sex. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I, I just kind of do a variety of things and love love what I do, love people. I love it. And we love you for doing what oh, you love doing. Yeah. <laughs> I love it that you're a sex therapist because honestly, yeah. that you, you deal with people in their deepest wounds and man, you just dive in there and I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah. and I, I know as a, you're a great coach cause you're my coach. And so I get to have the privilege of you coaching me in my eightness. Is that all right? My Enneagram eightness. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I just got to say it out loud. You've seen me at my best and you've also seen me at my, would you want to say it? My worst. Is that okay? <laughs> We, we, and we all have those places and isn't it great when we can learn how to love each other in our best and our That's worst, right. you know, and, you, so. and you've done a great job and I thank you for that. Yes. So, and so many other people would thank you as well. <laughs> and Nancy, you have the most beautiful family as well. How many grandkids do you have now? Yes, I am, man, my husband and I have been married since we were 18 years old high school sweethearts. And uh, so, yeah, we have four adult sons and we have eight grandchildren. So we are just loving our lives. We're so grateful. That is so cool. And you have some kids up in Oregon. So you're kind of back and forth from Oregon, Texas, and have that kind of a pipeline there, uh, which is nice. Oh, it's so great. My uh, granddaughter several years ago said, Mimi, when are you going to get a job in Oregon? So I started a Townsend Leadership Group in Oregon, so we would be up there once a month. That's awesome. Yeah. After the end of the show, um, if people want to go scroll down, we're going to have your website and uh, the link for your book as well, because we want people to kind of tap into your resources, know who you are, uh, to connect with you directly, even for Townsend Leadership Program. uh, We would love for people to be able to connect with you, because I know that Townsend has a lot of leaders out there, but you're the best. Can we say that out loud? So, <laughs> and so we want people, if they're going to do Townsend, they're going to go through you. <laughs> yes. And I really, I mean, I recommend your book to everyone that, that I work with. And I know we, with our couples as well, That's right. such a great glimpse into what love and sex are and a healthy, normalized view of it. And, um, just the stories that you put in there. So, so well-written. It's so good. Thank you. I Can I tell you guys this? Yeah. I had a client the other day and she's, you know, she's kind of more my age. She's been married for a long time. And she said, well, I've been reading your book. And I said, yeah, what do you think? And she said, well, my goodness, I got to chapter four. And I think my husband and I made love for the really, probably the first time, like really, truly. And she said, and then. I think I had an orgasm and I'm like, wow, <laughs> I didn't think that came to like chapter 10, but I am super happy. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and, 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 and for all of our listeners, Welcome to life with Nancy, Nancy Houston, Houston right there. I love it. There's probably people driving down the road with little, their cheeks getting a little red yeah, there. Yeah, I love it because they need to. I love it. 
That's great. So we're talking about sex and orgasms right off the bat. All right. So here we go. (laughs) Well, part of my job is just to normalize human sexuality because I think we all better for it if we quit making it so weird and taboo and off limits. So so there. I mean, in the (laughs) church or even in our world, we have we have made that a taboo. And so we can't even talk about it without it being awkward, you know, and I love how you've normalized it rather than polarized it, you know, so it's kind of like, okay, can we just talk about this? It's, you think about it, so let's talk about it, mm. you know, so in a healthy manner. And I, I, that's why you have to pick up Nancy's book uh, and it won't be a book that you have to hide around the corner. It's a really, really, really good book. It's a great yeah, book. So, well, well, and oh, yeah, ahead. and today, I'm sorry, I almost cut you off there. Um, today, we're going to be really discussing some some fun, you know, kind of aspects as well as as some directional, um, you know, potential for us in this season. But it's kind of like help. My spouse is driving me crazy. Is it okay for me to say that? Yeah, it's not personal. You, I don't drive you crazy, do I? <laughs> And so, <laughs> well, no, <laughs> sometimes let's just be completely, completely honest. You know, don't we all, I'll, I'll admit it. I do drive you crazy once in a while. <laughs> I think I drive everybody crazy once in a while. So, <laughs> yes, but Nancy, I think it's important, you know, that we talk to you about this because I think you're a relational expert, you know, of really understanding how relationships work you know, but also what drives relationships. But first, before we even dive into that, I'd like for you to kind of give us a glimpse into you and your dear husband, Ron, which I I, I love. Right now, I'm trying to look like Ron with short hair and I kind of of have a beard going. And so what are some of, have you ever, have you sensed some tension through COVID? And is there things that you've seen? Or if it's not, you can blame somebody else and just say that you've noticed that with other people, with relationships? Well, yes. I mean, I have just, after being married for 45 years, I've realized that you have to normalize that your spouse is going to drive you crazy. And you have to normalize that you're going to drive your spouse crazy. And this morning, I was just laughing at myself because Ron left the door to the microwave open. And so, you know, rather than gripe at him about it, I just closed it. And then I was kind of like rehearsing like, how does anybody just leave the microwave door open? I don't, I don't understand this. And then later I used the microwave to melt some coconut oil. And, um, I turned around and guess what? You left it open. I'd leave the door open. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Driving me crazy about him. I do too. You know, because we're all just these messy human beings that have annoying traits and habits and, Last night, the one person who's kept coming to our house for all this is our trainer. Because, like, we adopted Luke two years ago, and we told him that he's going to keep us strong and, uh, you know, living. (laughs) (laughs) So we're working out with Luke in the backyard, and Ron says at the end, man, I might breathe hard, but Nancy, you talk hard. Like, woman, you talk the whole time. I'm like, I know. Luke is my social hour right now. He is my hairdresser. He is my nail person. He is everybody. <laughs> That's great. I don't want people to talk to right now. And so Luke's it. So yes, I talked the entire workout. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love well, it. Well, I, I love, we, we absolutely, as a whole family, love spending time with you and Ron. And because I think you guys do normalize normal life. 
even though you both are very, very successful people and you both are, are highly educated and, and you, you guys have a lot of wisdom, but you're normal. And mm-hmm. I love it. I remember James came home from a TLP one time and he said, I was upstairs because, you know, for our listeners, Sorry, you, you, you've been so kind as to, you know, open up a, an upper, um, mm-hmm. um, um room. upper bedroom when, when he, when he travels there and he goes, I came down the stairs and I thought I heard, I heard them arguing. arguing with Ron. And I said, <laughs> it felt so good to hear them argue. <laughs> you know what, you know what we've learned how to do? And I honestly, I think this is magic is when we used to, you know, rumble with each other and have tussles, or if, if that's a word, but that's what I call them, just kind of like we just, yeah. you know, ugh. Um, we, we used to take that more seriously. Yeah. And then we learned, like, man, like, let's just have a rumble and then let it go. Mm. And so now we just do that and get annoyed with each other, and it can last for, like, a minute, five minutes, 10 minutes, and then we're able to just go, okay, and now we're moving on. And not catastrophize it because I think when we were younger, probably if we did rumble, I would catastrophize it like, you know, maybe we're not good together. You know how we can start yeah. off alighting and like maybe we're not meant for each other. Maybe we're this marriage isn't going to work. Um, you know, we start doing all these weird things instead of just go, you know, we're kind of both stressed out. We just need to like be annoyed and get it off our chest. And that, that was kind of healthy. That was good. Okay. Now we're going to let it go. What, what shifted in you? Because that, I, I think the younger you are in your marriage, it's almost, you, you feel like you got to put your feet in the sand and kind of draw a line and hold your ground to prove that you're right or prove that you weren't wrong or you didn't do anything yeah. wrong. You know, so what shifted in that? Because that that is so refreshing. And Terry and I are, I think we moved more into that. We're moving more into that as we live life, you know, in marriage of 29 years, but it's like, or 28 years. So sorry. Uh, you know, but what, what shifted in you uh, guys, you and Ron in that process? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, when you think about what a mutually empowering marriage is, it's, it's a marriage where you want the, the good for the other mm. and for yourself. Yeah. You want, you want it both. You know, you don't sell yourself so the other person's happy. It's it's about this mutual endeavor. And so just have more grace for each other. Like, he's had a super stressed out week. He's cranky. Or I've had a stressful week. I'm cranky. And just being able to rumble with each other and then realize that is healthy to get that up and out yeah. and power over it. And it's good for couples to have conflict. Yeah. I think it's it's so passive aggressive with each other that things in, don't get said. The hard conversations are avoided. Yeah. Um, instead, things come out sideways and really they're uglier than they need to be if they were more direct. Yeah. Um, I think another thing I really learned how like um, I'm, I was more of an anxious attacher. Mm-hmm. And so um, if I didn't feel like we were attached, I, I could kind of start like pounding on Ron's cave door. Um, I'm obviously way more extroverted than my husband yeah. is. He's more of an introvert. He's pretty happy in his yeah, cave. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I'm out of the cave. Yeah. I'm kill you. <laughs> and so, you know, I had my time to do that. Yeah. Like, and, and would, 
use tactics more like complaining, like, why are you so unavailable? I feel like I'm married to nobody, you know, more attacking. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, that doesn't really work, Nancy. Let's look at your strategies because they aren't working. And so I um, realized, like, I need to just figure out how to do this a little differently. So would go into Ron's office and say, hey, I'm feeling lonely. Mm. Could you just, do you have a minute? Could you just put your arms around me for a minute? And then after a few minutes, I'd be like, I'm good. Okay. See you later. But during COVID, I've also had to say to him, hey, honey, you know, we're a little bit isolated right now. Or for me, a lot, because I'm used to going a lot and being around a lot of people. And I said, I'm, I just really, it'd mean a lot to me if you would be more social. Mm-hmm. Like if you would, like in the morning, could we have coffee together, maybe pray together. And then for lunch, would you come out of your office and maybe visit during lunch? And that would just mean so much to me. And you would help me with my lonely feelings. Mm, that's good. That for me. And I've discovered that works so much better than complaining yeah. or attacking or withdrawing yeah. because I'm, you know, but just being way more direct, like I'm lonely yeah. and learning to own my feelings. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Or I'm annoyed today. Like I'm just annoyed by the whole, whole COVID thing, but I don't want to take it out on you. Can we just talk about my annoyance for a few minutes? Could I vent? That's good. And you just listen and contain me. You don't have to fix it. Yeah. But if just that would you could you do that for me for five minutes that's good so sometimes it's like the my spouse is driving me crazy is it has a lot to do with where I'm at yes oh my gosh like when I'm thinking Ron's driving me crazy I'm like well Nancy let's think about this are you maybe driving yourself crazy (laughs) that's a high probability or is something else really annoying me? And he would just be an easy target to take that out on. Mm. You know, what's really going on with yeah. me? And I just think that's the best self-therapy we humans can do for ourselves. It's like, now let's just pause, take a break, and ask myself, is my spouse really driving me crazy? Which it might be. It, mm-hmm. it can't, I'm not saying that's not legit mm-hmm. because it can't be legit. Yeah. And if you like, yeah, this really is bad. Yeah. Like, okay, well then have a conversation about that in a non-attacking way. Yeah, that's good. Like, I'm for you kind of way and we need to talk about this. Yeah. So now, And I'm sure my part too. So, so in that, that, that is, because I know that Terry and I, when we are able to operate that way, that's when we have great progress to go forward. You know, I'm able to identify, because I can sometimes, if I'm irritable or this happened, I'm exhausted. And she could be singing, skipping, and I still take Which offense. Which is kind of, of normal. <laughs> yeah, I'm like she's she's like Mary Poppins sometimes. You know, <laughs> everything is beautiful, everything is awesome. Uh, but I also think of people where the home is a very unsafe place. You know, so and that's a challenge. You know, when I think of, I think of both sides of this that we well, a lot, we work with a lot of couples, and then all of a sudden, maybe the the spouse is just a very unsafe place. There's trauma. There's there's hurt, you know, there's inconsistency of love uh, with them. You know, how would you speak into that? Because there's a balance here, right? Because you've worked with so many people, you know, and there's a starting point, but then there's also managing your chaos, you know, that you have. What would you say about that? What would you say about that? 
Yeah, it's, um, I, I do work with a lot of couples in trauma and crisis. And, you know, the first thing we always work on is like, let's start stabilizing. Let's, let's work on stabilizing. And let's realize that you both have trauma brain and two people with trauma brain don't do well together. They trigger each other. They, um, they bring up the echoes from the past and the relationship can just feel so painful. And so first of all, usually there's no shame in getting help. So usually most couples need to get some help at this point. And if there's addictions, if there's past traumas, if there's any kind of volatility, You've, you've got to call a timeout and say, I love you. This is not working. Yeah. This is not good for you. Even if it's an abusive spouse, to say to that abusive spouse, like, I love you. And this is not good for you or for me. And actually, I love you too much to see you treat me this way. Mm, that's good. And so we have to do something drastic and we have to do something now. Wow. Because number one, we have to have a home that's safe for every human in the home. And so if there's any kinds of physical, domestic, you know, violence, then we have to call a timeout and say something has to change. Now, the thing that's hard about that is a lot of times if this has been going on for a long time, then people develop what we call learned helplessness. Mm. And so they can get to feeling like there's no hope. I can't change this. She's always going to be an alcoholic. I'm just going to have to learn to live with mm-hmm. it. Um, my teenage, my teenager's always going to act out. I'm just going to have to get over it. My husband's going to get violent and put his fist through the wall. I'm just going to have to and knock me around once in a while. That, I'm just going to have to get used to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's what we call learned helplessness. Mm-hmm. And, and just to be aware, because all of us have some of yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have some areas where we're just like not being as, as productive as we want to be. And that's probably some area where we learn some learned helplessness. Yeah. You know, it can be as simple as like, dang, I can't get the dishes done to my spouse is a full-on addict. Yeah. And I've been living with it for 20 years and I can't figure out what else to do. And that's where we just wave the white flag yeah. and say, you know what? I can't fix this on my own. I need help. Yeah. And there's no shame. Yeah. In, we all need help. Yeah. I need yeah. help. Yeah. We all need help. That's right. That's really that's good. And I, I kind of threw that in there because I, I just have empathy for, I, I hear a lot of stats right now of just what's happening in the home. You know, I look at, think of kids who school is their safe haven you know, because home's volatile, so they avoid home by being at school all the time. Well, there's no school. You know, spouses, they go to work, and they separate, and that's like a, a breath of fresh air, but then they got to come home, and now they're always home, and it's just chaos all the time. So it's like there's this tension in the air right now across our nation, I think around the world, of what we're experiencing, and that's why people are driving us crazy because we don't know what to do, and I love there is a time to call a timeout, and if it has to be a forced timeout, where you get support in that, that's huge, you know, for people and empowering people to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And just on more of a kind of like a regular everyday scale, we have to realize this coronavirus has added a layer of stress to already stressful lives. Mm -hmm. And so nobody's at their best when they're stressed. 
And then being together, one of my clients the other day said, I see the same bodies every day. You do. I'm sick of these same bodies every day. Like, yes, you are. And this is normal. So make sure you're creating some some alone time, some separate time where you are like, what brings you joy? And I told you guys earlier, like right now, I love Beatles music. So I'll just put in my AirPods. I probably look like a maniac. I'm dancing <laughs> like a teenager and I bring back all these great memories for me. But that's, you know, I'm doing this by myself yeah. and it's making me happy. And so, you know, self-care is huge right now. Yeah. You can't be with these people 24-7 without them driving you crazy. Yeah. And so it's always a balance in married life, family life, of separate but together. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right? I've heard like, you say that so many times, that individuation process. Yeah. It's so huge. Like, you've got to have a healthy self. And what do you need to be a healthy self? Yeah. That's that is so good. so good. Well, and you know what's great too is when you're we, when you're talking, I almost kind of feel like uh, as as much as I know this this season is got tragedy and loss. I mean, and and we have suffered a lot of loss in in, in ways just like other people have suffered loss. Our kids have messed out on certain things. You know, there's there's economic, there's physical, there's death. I mean, there's so much. So I don't ever want to take it lightly. Um, but I also feel like it, it also sounds in our discussion too, that, that this might actually be a moment in time where couples might be going, this feels like it's driving me crazy, but if I'm this much aware, even if it's just a little, and I take the time to do some self-care, I might be able to actually write down some ways that I can personally grow out of this that I might not have been able to see because I was so busy. I was so distracted. I was so, you know, running at the breakneck speed and didn't notice that, oh gosh, there are actually, you know, cracks in my soul that need to be really worked on and maybe in our relationship as well. Mm -hmm. Wow, this might be an opportunity right now. Yeah, it's such a great opportunity. It's a great opportunity to not minimize how people how you are suffering yeah. mm-hmm. just spend some moments if you need to every day like here is a loss like our my kid didn't get to graduate yeah. and and so you spend five minutes having a good boohoo yeah yeah minimizing we are we we are terrible at grieving big and small losses in America. We Westerners just like to blow on past it. And and we like to silver line it. We like to minimize it. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You don't need to tell me how great this is. First of all, grieve it. And and then we can find some deeper meaning in this Mm -hmm. time, which I do think there's deeper meaning for all of us. You know, Ron and I have been turning off the TV and just sitting. We talked, sat last night and talked for two hours. It was it was fabulous. We've had some great moments and then we've had some irritable, irritable moments. And I'm like, that's all normal. And that's all really good. There's nothing. This is just human life, you know? And if we could get rid of some of our false expectations, I had a, I had a session yesterday with two mommy, daddy, brand new baby. They waited a long time for this baby. And 
they had these magical fantasies of what it was going to be like when they finally got a baby. Mm. And this, this precious baby screams all the time. Oh. <laughs> we had one of those. <laughs> I have too. And has acid reflux oh. and you know, doesn't sleep, doesn't nap. And, and, you know, they're just irritable and they feel like they're failing. So they're being really self-critical. Mm. And, you know, if there's anything I could recommend today is stop being so hard on yourselves. Yeah. You know, we're just all doing the best we can in an unknown world that we're in right now. Yeah. And it, it's hard and it's stressful. And so just have some self-compassion and other compassion. Yeah. And I said to these parents, okay. We may have to throw out the, the expectation that you're going to be great parents and instead settle for good enough parents. That's good. Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, we have these expectations about our marriages. We have these fantasies. We have these ideas of who our spouse should be, who we should be. And then we don't live up to them. And then we can feel like such failures and we can question and criticize and feel depressed. And instead of like, you know, we're just two human beings trying to do the best we can. Yeah. And it's hard and this is stressful and it's messy. And and that's okay. At least we've got each other to do this yeah. with. Yeah. You know, I love what you said there, Nancy, because I think it puts, it takes the pressure off of us of always being perfect in what we want or even strive for. And it's just good enough. And <laughs> I, I th- you know, when in society, good enough is not embraced. It, it, it's almost seen as a failure. And so I think yeah. people need to hear that Gosh, as, yeah, so hey, it's good enough. And you know what? That's a great place to be. Yes. And I can accept myself in that rather than reject myself in that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. huge. Yeah, it really is how we talk to ourselves. I mean, we all have more conversations with ourselves than anybody else. Yeah. And if we're talking to ourselves in really critical, judgmental, harsh ways, and guess what comes out of yeah. us? A critical, harsh response. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so if we can be softer and kinder and more loving internally, yeah. that too will be, you know, what comes out towards others as well. Mm, that's so good. I love that's that. So good. You know, go ahead. And, well, I mean, a lot there. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I, I think that it's so true because when I have grace for myself, it is so much easier to have grace for my spouse and my kids and my neighbors and whoever else, you know, is in my life. It's just, it's, it's the way God intended it. Yeah. I just get it kind of twisted around a little bit. You know, it's like I reserve little grace for myself often. Yeah. And, yeah. and then it all, I, I, in my mind say I'm giving grace to my spouse, but I really am not because I com- I don't have the capacity. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, when we don't have that self capacity, Terry, I think it's so helpful to be able to have some friends around us that we can call and say, man, I cannot think of one good thing about myself today. Is there anything likable? Mm-hmm. Is, is there anything lovable? Yeah. Cause I'm just like a big fat failure and I'm so down on myself. I can't see a foot in front of my face. Yeah. And you know, the thing is your spouse can't be your all in all. Yeah. It's unrealistic. It's true. And so, you know, we got to have a lot of, yeah. got to have a lot of people around. <laughs> yes. It sounds like you got a lot of people behind you. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
my darling phone, su- my darling husband's super loud phone ringing. <laughs> and it's driving you nuts. <laughs> You know, you know, we couldn't have planned that better. So that's perfect. <laughs> I have to edit out my super loud ringing phone. He has it as loud as it'll go because he just doesn't, he doesn't hear, hear it. it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Nancy, you are a true blessing to us, yes. a true friend. I mean, you're my coach. You got you and Ron. Uh, I, you guys do our marriage unplugs with us all the time. So you get to invest in these couples that we always go away to cool places. And, and uh, I, I just love those experiences. And and thank you for your investment, not just mm-hmm. in us, but so many people. And I would say if you're a pastor listening to this, when your church opens up, you need to get a hold of Nancy to come speak at your church, because not only will it be healthy, but it will be transformative uh, for your for the church there. And so, and two is Nancy, we're going to have all your information for people to connect with what you're doing and even connect with your book, purchase that. Um, but thank you so much for being with us today. It was a blessing. Yes. My joy. I adore you too. You are, it makes my heart happy to see your faces today and hear your voices. So thanks for inviting me to be your guest. Well, you, uh, only if you get to come back at some time, would you mind? We want you to come back again. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Everybody heard that. (laughs) Well, thank you. And I want to thank everybody for joining us today. If you want more information, you can go to our website at livelifeunplugged.org. There's a great free information there. But also, if you want to connect with Terry and I directly, you can go to jamesandterrycraft.com for any resources, coaching, uh, even with your marriages. And also, Nancy's book, uh, uh, Love and Sex, is probably the best book out there um, that you can pick up today be a great book during COVID uh, that you can sit and read. And so we are so thankful to have you here with us. And we look forward to hearing or talking with everybody next time here at Live, uh, Live Life Unplugged podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. If you'd like to hear more from James and Terry, subscribe to this channel. Check out their website at jamesandterrycraft.com and livelifeunplugged.org or find them on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. This podcast is made possible by the generous partnership of Rasa Flooring, Miller Waldrop Furniture, Kingdom Work Studios, and Embassy City Church.